Well, good morning to everyone. It's a beautiful day outside today, isn't it? I mean, look at it. It's good to see so many people here, man. Yeah, it's good to be here with everyone this morning. Y'all stand with me. And if you don't mind, recite the call to worship with me. I was thinking about this. I've been I've been having this having this scripture on my heart all week and you know, through just different uh different interactions with other people. Everybody kept on using salt of the earth, salt of the earth, salt of the earth. And I was like, Matthew five. I wonder if people realize that that's where salt of the earth comes from whenever they say it. But anyway, so further down, Matthew five, verse fourteen through sixteen. I love this. I love it. So y'all say it with me if you can. It's from Matthew 5. Here we go. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen? It all starts with us. That's what that scripture tells me is that it all starts right here. All right? Amen? So let's lift our voices up to God this morning. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Yeah, His love endures forever. For the life been reborn His love endures forever Sing praise Sing praise We lift a song of praise Sing praise Sing praise Forever God is faithful God is strong forever God is with us forever forever oh, oh. we lift a song of praise to you Lord from the rise to the setting sun his love endures forever by the grace of God, we will carry on. His love endures forever. Oh, sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Forever God is faithful. God is with us forever. Yeah, forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever. 
God's house this morning. Someone once said, I might not be a good singer, but I will praise and worship God with all my heart. I might not be the best dancer, but I will dance for the Lord all the days of my life. Is that the way you feel this morning? I like what the psalmist said, sing joyfully to the Lord, all your lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give to him. Bless his name, for he is good. God is good. Let's worship this morning in song. Let's join in with our worship team this morning. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God is with us. Forever, let's sing that one more time, y'all. Oh, forever, God is faithful. Forever, God is strong. Forever, God is with us. Forever, forever. Lift a shout of praise this morning to the Lord. ladies that will be singing with us who are very familiar to this church this morning. I wanted to highlight the talents of these young ladies this morning for, uh, for y'all. I'm sure everybody's going to be in agreement with this. They sound great, by the way. So y'all worship along with us this morning.
Jesus. Thank you for the youth in this church that are just willing to give their hearts and give their voices to you, Lord. We lift you up this morning, Lord, and we use their talents that you gave them to lift you even higher, Jesus. So we thank you for blessing this church with such willing hearts and youth. Oh my 
time. He's never too early. He's never too late. And so this morning as we come before him in prayer, this is a scripture I'd like to be part of our prayer this morning. It's found over in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make an allowance for each other's faults because of love. Love makes the difference in our lives and in the lives of others. Overlook their faults and mistakes and leave the benefit in God's hands. God is good. And as we come to the Lord in prayer, there's many things we need to pray for in our church family. But especially pray for at the end of the service this morning, the time that you'll be voting on a new pastor Make that a matter of prayer, and I know that you have, so continue praying. And then we have those in our church family that are sick and not able to be here, and some are going through some very dark times in their life that they need God's help. And God knows each one this morning. He knows your prayer request. He knows your burden. I wonder this morning, just by an uplifted hand, how many of you have an unspoken request you'd like for us to... All of us have a, some burden or some need on our heart that we need to pray for. Shall we pray? Our Father, we come into your divine presence this morning, not because we deserve it, but because you have invited us. You have given us the opportunity, Lord, that we can come before the throne of divine grace, before the throne of God, and kneel at your feet and lay our burdens and cares and leave them with you. And so, Lord, this morning we are so grateful that you have been so good to us. You have been so gracious and so kind. And we realize this morning that we don't deserve any of your love or your mercy. Lord, because one day we were running away from you and trying to get away from your love. But, Lord, you sought after us. You continue to follow us until, Lord, we yielded our hearts and our lives to your gentle will. And, Father, sometimes we make mistakes and blunders along the way, but you still love us just the same. And, Lord, we come before you today, and, and Lord, we just leave our cares and our burdens at your feet, believing that God doeth all things well for your, for your glory and for our good. Lord, you know the hands uplifted by unspoken request today that, that we don't know what that, that special burden may be, but Lord, you know what it is. And I pray today that you'll bend your ear and listen into that prayer that's being offered right this very moment. And, and Lord, I pray you'll answer that prayer in the way that your name will get the honor and get the glory. Lord, we think of those that are not able to be here because of physical reasons. And, and some, Lord, uh, for other reasons we may not know anything about. But I pray that you'll bless them today and lay your hand upon them. 
I pray you'll bless thy people that have gathered into this sanctuary this morning to worship you. Uh, Lord, we've come for no other reason, for no other purpose. But, Lord, for you to fill our hearts with your love and with your presence. And, and we sense your presence this morning. Uh, we don't have to invite you to come because you're already here. And, Lord, we thank you for that today. And so, Father, we just invite you to linger with us this morning. I pray you'll speak to each one of our hearts today. You know what we have need of. I don't know, Lord, but you know. And I pray you'll speak to us in the way and the manner that we have need of that will help us to be more like you and draw closer to you. And, Father, when this church body begins to vote in a few minutes, that, Lord, you'll direct their hearts and their thoughts and their minds. And, Lord, they want your will above everything else. And, Lord, may your will be done. Lord, we commit this service into your hands. It belongs to you. And, Lord, for all that you're going to do for us today, we're going to give you the honor and the glory and the praise. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Oh, my life, you have been faithful. Oh, my life, you have been so, so. Brother Sanjay up for the announcements. Good morning, church. It's a beautiful day uh, to be in the presence of the Lord and um, all the goodness that God has shown us in the time of difficulty. We are here to praise God and some are praising God in home and for this week's uh, announcements, I have a few things to present to you. We have a Wednesday Bible study uh, in the morning, 6 a.m. by Brother Jerry. 6 p.m., uh, there will be Bible study at the church, and those who uh, do not feel comfortable coming in the church, you can join the Bible study through Zoom at 6 p.m. Uh, we have teens Bible study starting July 8th, and... By the end of the service, we will have a voting for the pastor. All the church members who are 15 years and above will be able to vote. And those who did not join us or could not join us because of the health reason or whatever reason, uh, they can drive by the church at 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. and vote for the pastor. And this is time uh, we have some coloring sheets for small kids. So children can come and get these sheets. Thank you.
Corinthians 4, 7 through 10. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Therefore, suffering... Our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lainey, for the reading of God's Word. This morning I would like to talk to you for a little while from this thought, knocked down but not out. Knocked down but not out. Chippy, the parakeet. Never saw it coming. One morning, he was sitting in his cage, enjoying the beautiful sunlight filtering through the window, singing the songs that he always sang every every morning. But then, all of a moment, all of a sudden, something happened. Chippy was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. Well, it happened this way. The problem began when Chippy's owner decided to see, to clean Chippy's cage with a vacuum sweeper, vacuum cleaner. She removed the attachment from the end of the hose and stuck it in the cage. About that time, the phone rang, and she turned to pick up the phone. She had barely said hello when she heard plump, 
Chippy had gotten sucked into the vacuum cleaner. The bird owner gasped, put down the phone, turned off the vacuum cleaner, and opened the bag. And sure enough, Chippy was there, still alive, but stunned. She grabbed him and raced to the bathroom, turned on the faucet, and held Chippy under the running water. Then realizing that Chippy was soaked and shivering, she did what any compassionate bird owner would do. She reached for the hairdryer and blasted Chippy with hot air. And poor Chippy never knew what hit him. A few days after that, the uh, reporter who had reported the story called to check and see how Chippy was doing, how Chippy was recovering. Well, the owner replied, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares. And it's not hard to see why. Chippy was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. That's enough to steal the song from the stoutest of hearts. I wonder this morning, how many of you have ever felt that you were at that place in your own life? When you were sucked up, you were washed up, and you were blown over, and you had completely lost your song. You lost your joy in the Lord, and there was no other song to sing. You know, in the book of Nehemiah, we read, if we lose our joy, we lose our strength. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, in our text that uh, Laney read, we find that the Apostle Paul, he writes of being knocked down, but he wasn't knocked out. The encouragement that I want to bring to you this morning is the, is the fact that you may be down, but you're not out for the count. And Paul reminds us that even at times when we think we are at the end of our rope, we're never, never without hope because Jesus Christ is our hope. And the Apostle Paul, he faced all kinds of troubles and difficulties in his own life. The adversities, the risks that he encountered, the humiliations that he suffered, and the trials that he endured. Yet we find that he only saw them as opportunities and not obstacles. They were opportunities for him to demonstrate to the world who Jesus was and what Jesus was able to do and the power of the God that he was serving. I think that too many times people fall into the trap of feeling like uh, I'm the victim of my own circumstances. And as a result, we allow our circumstances and our, our situations to, to begin to work on us and grind us down until, uh, as the old saying, they grind us to a nub. Until all is just left, it's just a little bit. Uh, and uh, it's not worth living the Christian life uh, anymore and therefore, we are not living the, the effective Christian life that God wants us to live. And so in this passage of Scripture, we find that Paul is teaching us how that we can overcome the trouble instead of allowing ourselves to become the, the victim of our circumstances. He wants us to be the victor and not the victim. He said, we are troubled on every hand, yet not dismayed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. 
persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. I believe this morning this is a testimony of confidence. It says that when we face the troubles and the trials of our life, and when we go through battles that we do not understand, there may be times that we may get knocked down, but we don't have to get knocked out. We don't have to stay down. There's a passage of Scripture over in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16, that says, The righteous may fall seven times, but what does he do? He gets back up. That is the difference this morning. We may get knocked down, but we can get back up. You know, back in the 70s, now I know that that's, that's a year when most of you in here were not even thought about. <laughs> you were not even born at that time. How many were born uh, uh, after 1970? After 1970. Man, well, most of you won't know what I'm talking about this morning, but you know Timex. You know, that used to be the clock or the watch. If you had a Timex, I mean, it was like having a Rolex back, back in, in my days. But, but you know, Timex, they had a slogan. Anyone happen to remember what that slogan was? Man, you read that somewhere. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it takes a licking but keeps on ticking up. Now, how can we endure the tickings of life and, and keep on uh, uh, ticking up? I think the Apostle Paul, he's given us the answer this morning. We find it in the Word and in the message that I want to give to you today. First of all, Paul said, we are pressed, but not crushed. Another translation reads like this. We have troubles all around us, but we are not defeated. That's the secret this morning. I believe the Apostle Paul, he knew what he was talking about when he said, We are pressed. We are pressed all around us, but yet not defeated. Paul was shipwrecked three times. He was beaten. He was put into prison. He contended with that thorn in the flesh that he could not get rid of. He dealt with problems within the church that he had to deal with. And this morning, it makes no difference who you are or what your name may be or where you came from. We all have problems in our life. We all experience the pressures of life. And Paul said, we are pressed. We are pressed on every side. I don't know where your pressure may be coming from this morning. It may be coming from uh, from uh, financial reverses. It may be because of work situations. It may be because of emotional uh, uh, issues that you are dealing with. It may be uh, relationship problems. I don't know. But I do know this, that precious abound on every hand. And the, and the world this morning is full of things that press up against us. Uh, and uh, they pressure us. And someone has called it the big squeeze. The big squeeze. Uh, anyone this morning uh, know what I'm talking about? We all know what we're talking about in one sense of the word. The big squeeze is is being put upon us. We're being pushed and we're being pressured in life. But you know, 
the things around us and the things that press on us, sometimes they get us into a corner, so to speak. And we don't know what to do. We don't know which way to turn. We don't know how to get out of it. As the old saying goes, when it rains, it pours. And sometimes the troubles of life are overwhelming and suffocating until we think they will never, never let up. But there's one storm after another. Difficult times. I read where an old preacher one time made the statement, we ought to be good to everybody because everybody is having a hard time. I look out over this congregation this morning. I don't know what you may be facing in your life. Some difficult situations. Maybe some problems that you're having to deal. I I don't know. But the least thing that I can do is be kind to you. To love you. To lift you up. And, and, and how much of a difference that makes. Uh, because every, I may look out here this morning and you have a smile on your face and, and you uh, seem to be happy and you are happy. But way down underneath, you may be facing something that's, that's difficult, that, that's putting pressure on you that I don't know about. I must be kind. I must love. And that makes the difference. Uh, the Apostle Paul tells us, We can be pressed, but not flattened. We are not defeated. We may be knocked down, but what are we doing? We're still kicking. We're still moving. God is no respecter of persons this morning, and God has no pets. It doesn't make any difference whether I have been a preacher for over 50 years or not. It makes no difference. We still have the battles, and we still have the trials, and and sometimes we feel like that that God is allowing more to come our way than 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 what we can uh, that we can endure. But this morning, God knows how much you can take. He knows how much you can endure. And God has always said, "I will give you grace sufficient for whatever the need is." The psalmist said, "Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord does what? He delivers them." He delivers them out of them all. And greater is He that is in you that is in the world. We may be crushed and pressed, but we're not defeated. Secondly, we are perplexed, but not in despair. Now, in today's language, um, I, I think it would read like this. I am confused, but I'm not freaking out. I'm confused, but I'm not freaking out. Another translator said, we do not know what to do, but we do not give up. I like that. Sometimes we don't know what to do, but we're not going to give up. The word perplexed, I'm not a Greek scholar. I don't know about Greek, but I only tell you what I've been told. The word perplexed used in the Greek literally means to have no way out. To be at a mental loss. And sometimes when we are perplexed, we don't see a way out. There's no way through. Can you imagine the great Apostle Paul, whom we think knows all of the answers. But here he is saying to us, sometimes I'm confused. Have you ever been confused? And you begin to ask the question, Lord, why am I going through this? 
Why, Lord, are you allowing this to come across my pathway? I'm a child of God. I'm doing my best to live for you. I'm trying to serve you the best I know how and, and to serve with all of my heart, my mind, my soul, and my strength. But yet, Lord, why, why, why? Uh, there's things that come into our life that we, don't, that we have to deal with that we don't have the answer. And sometimes we wonder why, why. And, and I think the scariest part of the whole situation is we don't know how long these things are going to last. If we knew they were going to last a week, it'd be a lot easier for us, wouldn't it? But we, know, we don't know whether it's going to be two weeks or a month or six months. We, we have no idea. And, and we, begin to, we begin to say, Lord, why? In other words, how can I be in this condition and not be freaking out? Paul said we may be perplexed. But that's only half of the story. But we're not in despair. We're not in despair. Because why? We know the one who holds control. The one who holds tomorrow. I remember several years ago, living in Dallas, we were going through a particular situation in our life that we didn't have the answer for. And, and we didn't know what the future was going to hold for Linda and I. And, and uh, naturally, we were praying and we were concerned and, and anxious about uh, the future. And, and I never will forget, I have a little 1978 280Z. Linda is not as proud of that car as I am. In fact, she would give it to you. But it's not for sale. It's not to be given away. But I was going down Highway 67 there in Dallas. I was thinking, I was praying, I was meditating. And I was wondering about the future and what was going to happen. And the song began to come to me. Now, I'm not a singer. They don't ask me to sing specials in church. And what I was singing that day, you may not count as singing, but, but at least the Lord knew the interpretation of my heart. And the words of that song came to me. Many things about tomorrow, I don't seem to understand. But I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. That's the secret this morning. As you look out, there's many things about tomorrow you don't understand, and you may ask the reason why, why, Lord, why, Lord? But I know who holds my hand. And the reason that we're not freaking out is because I know that my God is the miracle worker. I know that my God is the way maker this morning. And that He's going to work out everything for my good and for His glory. And we can stand on that promise we know. We know this morning. Several years ago, Andre Crouch wrote a song, a song of testimony that blessed uh, Thousands of people down through the years, and it goes something like this. I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow, yet he always brought me through. For if I never had a problem, never known a real struggle, I'd never know what faith in God could do. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. 
There's times I may be confused, but I'm not freaking out. There's maybe times that I'm perplexed, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep on ticking. Thirdly, he said we are, pers- we are persecuted, but not forsaken. Another translator said we, have, we are persecuted, but God does not leave us. I like that. God does not leave us. The apostle Paul was persecuted. He was pursued. He was put into prison. And I won't go through all those things again. But, but if we could see this weak Jew, Paul, up against the mighty Roman government, we would have probably concluded that what could he do? What could he do? He didn't have a chance. He's fighting a losing battle. And yet, in his weakness, what does he do? He proclaims, I'm strong. I'm strong. The gospel message to the Roman government, he can stand up against. You know, the test of our ministry this morning and our faithfulness to God is not in stars, but in scars. Battle scars. Paul had the scars to prove his faithfulness to God. And we know that we're not only pressed by certain situations and circumstances in life. We're persecuted by troubles and trials and and sometimes by the enemy himself. Who's our enemy? The devil. The devil. Paul said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers and strongholds and of darkness and spiritual rulers and heavenly realms. We wrestle against these spiritual forces, and they're real this morning. Satan is our enemy. And Peter tells us that the devil wanders about to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. I believe the devil is roaming around this little sanctuary this morning, seeking whom he may devour. He might lead astray. I'm not excluded this morning. I'm included along with each one of you. You know, we can't blame every trial and every trouble on the devil. Sometimes we say, well, I had that flat tire. The devil maybe had that flat tire. No, the Lord maybe caused you to have that flat tire to keep you from an accident down the road. There may be a reason, but you know, the devil gets blamed for a lot of things he's not even guilty of. <laughs> but, uh, but, he, but he does attack us and he troubles us and... And the, in, the intent of the enemy this morning uh, is to bring you down spiritually. To bring me down and break that relationship with God. He wants to, to pull us away from our relationship with God. I don't, know what he, I don't know what he'll try to use on your life. But he'll try to use something that's effective. That he knows is effective. That will pull you away and draw you away from God. And so, uh, has it ever dawned on you this morning... That the devil doesn't want you to go to heaven. He doesn't want you to go to heaven. So he's going to lay every obstacle, every difficulty, everything in your pathway that he possibly can. But I want you to know this morning, we are not forsaken. He said, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you unto the end of the world. I want you to know this morning that Jesus is the fourth man in the furnace. He'll be there with you. He is the one that will shut the mouths of the lions. 
He's the one that can part the Red Sea this morning. Our God is a faithful companion, a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. There may be times that we may face persecution and trials and tests, but, but I also want you to know that God will never, never forsake you. He will always be there. Somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. You may not see Him. You may not feel Him. But He's there close by. If God be for us, who can be against us? Lastly, we are cast down but not destroyed. Paul is saying this. I may be bloody but not broken. One translator said we are hurt sometimes but we are not destroyed. I think that's a tremendous statement. Paul said sometimes I've been struck down but I'm not destroyed. He's saying sometimes the, the devil, the enemy has punched me hard until I fell down. But he did not destroy me. Have you ever got decked in the nose before? You know, we used to fight or, you know, in, in uh, grade school and, and P.E. Every now and then they'd, they'd let us pick up, pick up the boxing gloves. They probably wouldn't even allow that. I don't know. But, they, they, and you know, I was small. Uh, and I always try to pick on someone a little bit smaller than me. But if you ever got decked in the nose, it hurts. Your eyes begin to, to uh, swell up and the tears begin to roll and, and you begin to feel some pain. You know, in life we deal with hurts and wounds and, and these wounds may come from our past or the present and we don't always know where they come from, but it's how we deal with these things. That determines whether we're going to get knocked down or knocked out. You know, there's a difference between getting knocked down and knocked out. There may be some of us this morning that have taken quite a punch from the devil along the way. A punch that was so hard that you were knocked to the ground. A punch that was so ferocious that the devil thought, yeah, I got them down for the count. But somehow, through the grace of God, you were able to get back up. God's grace brought you back up. We may be battered and bruised and hurt by the trials and troubles, but, but thank God we're not destroyed this morning. And so Paul is saying something like this, I, I am struck down, but I have not struck out. Even though things happen to us and things we don't understand and things that come our way that we don't feel like that we have deserved. I have good news for you this morning. On the authority of God's Word, you will not be destroyed. It doesn't make any difference how many times we get knocked down by a trial or tribulation or a disappointment or a heartbreak. As long as we get back up. The fight's not over. You know, football. When that quarterback gives that ball to the, to the running back, you know one thing that running back knows? Somewhere along that, that route that he's running, he's going to get knocked down. He's going to be tackled. He gets knocked down. What does he do? Just lay there on the ground and call mama, mama, come and get me. He gets right back up again. He knows he's going to get knocked down. He's knocked down, but he's, he's not knocked out. He gets right back up again and, and says, quarterback, 
Give me the football. I'm ready to run again. I believe this morning that's the way it is in our life. Sometimes we get knocked down. We get knocked down to the floor. But the important thing is we get back up and say, Lord, I got knocked down, but I'm ready to run again. I'm going to keep running this Christian race until the very end. I'm going to be faithful. If you don't remember anything else this morning than this, I want you to remember this statement. The only one who can keep you down on the mat is yourself. When you get knocked down, the only one who can keep you down and out is yourself. Because God has grace sufficient that you can get right back up and continue this Christian race. I have a father this morning in heaven that is more than able to carry me through. The Bible tells us that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Though he falls, he's not destroyed. And so even in the closing moments of the life of the apostle, he said, I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. This morning, we may be pressed, but we're not crushed. We may be perplexed, but we're not in despair. We may be persecuted, but not forsaken. We may be cast down, but not destroyed. I like the words of the psalmist when he said, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Again, I'd like to quote the words of that song uh, that... Uh, that we often sing sometimes, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. Have you learned to depend upon Him this morning? Amen. We may be knocked down, but we're not out. Praise God. Amen. This morning we are going to um, vote on the... Uh, new pastor this morning the Newvale Church of the Nazarene will be voting on the recommendation of the church board to agree or disagree with the recommendation on Pastor Michael Ford becoming the new pastor of Newville this meeting has been duly announced according to the manual June the 21st and the 28th and Reverend Chuck Fountain, our district superintendent, has authorized me to chair the meeting and oversee the vote. And so this morning, the Newville Church Board has recommended unanimously that Pastor Michael Ford be the next pastor of the Newville congregation. A written ballot will be taken, yes, to support the recommendation, or no, to disagree with the recommendation. This morning, every member who is a member of this church, not just an attendee, but a member of this church, who is above 15 years of age, I'd like for you to stand this morning, and our tellers will pass out the ballot and give you a ballot where you can vote. And once you receive your ballot, I'd like for you to... to uh, 
to sit back down and, and just hold that ballot in your hand until, uh, until we have prayer, and then you may cast your, your vote. So every member who is 15 years of age, you may stand. If you're a member of this church, you're qualified to vote. 15 years of age and above. And once you receive your ballot, you may be, may be seated if you'd like to. Has everyone uh, received a, uh, a ballot who is a member? Let's pray. Our Father, we come before you this morning seeking your leadership and your direction for the Newville Church of the Nazarene. Lord, you've called their pastor that's been here for almost eight years or maybe a little longer to another field of labor. And now, Lord, this morning they're seeking your will for a new pastor to come in and be their shepherd and lead them in the days ahead. Lord, we believe good days are ahead for this church. We thank you for this group of people and and Lord, their love for you and desire to serve you. And I just pray today that You will give them your leadership and your direction. Lord, we're trusting you today. As they hold that ballot in their hand, we pray that they will prayerfully seek your will and seek your desire for this church. And Lord, we leave it in your hands. We'll leave it in trusting you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you want to accept the recommendation of the church board and and extend a call to Reverend Michael Ford to be your next pastor, mark yes. If you do not wish to accept the recommendation of the church board, then you vote no. This vote will be held open until uh, between 6 and 7 tonight. And then the, all of the tallies will be uh, tallied uh, and the, the vote will be uh, uh, given to our district superintendent. And then our district superintendent will contact Reverend Michael Ford with the result of the, of the vote. And uh, then uh, our district superintendent will be in contact with uh, our church board secretary and uh, to give you the results. Any questions? Let's stand together and Nick is going to come and lead us in a closing song. Thank you for coming this morning. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna, 
Hosanna in the highest. Lord, we lift up your name with hearts full of praise. Be exalted, O Lord, my God. Hosanna in the highest. Glory, glory, glory to the King of Glory, glory, glory to the King of Kings. Lord, we lift up your name with hearts full of praise. Be exalted, O Lord, my God. Glory to the King of Kings. Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Lord, we lift up your name with hearts full of praise. Be exalted, O Lord, my God. Hosanna in the highest. Y'all have a good week. We love you.